Hello brothers and sisters, Brother John here and today we're going to take a look at Hosea's two-day prophecy. One of the interesting things to note about this prophecy is how it falls in line with three additional prophecies that are all converging right now. That are all pointing us to this year 2022 being a potential year for the rapture and the start of the Great Tribulation. These are very exciting times for the folks that are looking for that blessed hope because we desire to be with the Lord in heaven. We don't want anything this world has to offer. We just want Jesus. That's the reason why all of us are eagerly watching. So I'm just going to give a quick overview of the other three prophecies that are pointing us to a potential 2022 rapture. So first off, we have the 70 to 80 year fig tree generation that dates to a possible 2022 rapture. And also we have the 483 years since the walls of Jerusalem were restored. So if you don't know that prophecy, uh, go take a look at Daniel chapter 9 verse 25. And this prophecy is likely a dual prophecy. And I say likely because of the convergence of all of the other signs and prophecies that are pointing us to this exact same year. We also have Daniel's 1290 days and 1335 days prophecy that's pointing us to this year as well. And that prophecy talks about from the time that Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, besieged Jerusalem in 604 BC and took part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God, this would have stopped the daily sacrifices because the Israelites must have hid the Ark of the Covenant, and without all of the vessels of God, you cannot perform the daily sacrifices. So counting forward 1290 years from the daily sacrifices being taken away, that leads us to the year 686 AD. And that's when the Dome of the Rock was set up, which is an abomination because this was set up on God's holy place, on, on the Temple Mount. So when you count forward an additional 1335 years, this takes us to the year 2022. Where in Daniel chapter 12, verse 12 states, Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. And we also have Hosea's two-day prophecy, which can be found in Hosea chapter 6, verses 1 through 2. And that prophecy is all about there being only two days from the Messiah's death on the cross to the time he would return to rapture his children and resurrect the dead. This happens on the third day, after 2,000 years starting from his death, his burial, his resurrection, and ending with us living in his presence, in his sight forever. The two days refers to 2,000 years, which is how long the church age of grace will last. Then comes the third day, that is the great day of the Lord, the Sabbath day, which is going to last a thousand years. Now we know that the church age began at Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection which I believe happened in the year 29 AD. And I know that many folks hold to a 30 to 33 AD death based on the 15th year of Tiberius Caesar and many other factors. And many are dogmatic about this, which to me, I just can't understand because if it's not stated in the Bible, how can you be dogmatic about it, right? It's just all really speculation. And another thing that a lot of people speculate about is that Jesus' ministry lasted three and a half years, yet the Bible doesn't state this anywhere. So again, it's, it's speculation. And Tiberius was also the co-regent or the co-precept uh, two years prior to the year that many believe that he started his reign, meaning that it's not exactly clear when Tiberius began to reign. 
And I've gone through the Gospels many times, and to me it doesn't seem like there was a three and a half year ministry. I could be wrong, but again, it just there's only a few main events that actually occur during the story, and the story moves along very quickly. And the Gospels are not exactly in chronological order, so it could seem as though it lasted three and a half years, when in actuality they're not. It's just not in chronological order. It seems to me that the whole ministry only lasted about a year and a half, or two years at the most. Also, I believe that Jesus died at the age of 30 years old, and this is based on scriptures that parallel Jesus. If you look at Genesis chapter 41, verses 40 through 46, you're going to find that this is where Pharaoh exalted Joseph to be the ruler over his house. And it says, Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Joseph was thirty years old when this happened. And this is an exact parallel with Jesus. When he ascended back to the Father in heaven, he was exalted by the Father to be ruler over all of his house, and to be given the name that is above all names. And not only this parallel, but also if you look at King David himself, who was a type of Christ, a foreshadow if you will, and he became the king of Israel at the age of 30 years old. This would foreshadow that Jesus would also be anointed as king at the very same age. Now we all know that Jesus was anointed as king of Israel by God the Father. And when he rode in on a donkey into Jerusalem as the king of Israel, that paralleled when Solomon became the anointed king and rode on his father's donkey. And Jesus was crucified only a few days later after riding in on the donkey at the age of 30 years old. Another reason I think Jesus' crucifixion was in 29 AD is based on the fact that the coin found on the Shroud of Turin dates to the year 29 AD. And I believe these were brand new coins. Out of respect for the Messiah, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus would not have put old, dirty coins on the Lord's eyes. They would have known better. It's likely that these coins must have been brand new, clean coins, as they were to be laid on the Messiah's eyes. Another reason is that the Jews told Jesus days before his crucifixion that the temple had been 46 years in building. And we know that King Herod started the second temple renovations back in 18 BC. So counting forward 46 years, that takes us exactly to the year 29 AD when Jesus rode on a donkey as king of Israel and walked straight up into the temple and overthrew the money changers and rebuked the Pharisees for turning his father's house into a marketplace. That's when the Pharisees told him in John chapter 2 verse 20, 46 years was this temple in building and wilt thou rear it up in three days. So the evidence piles up high for a 29 AD crucifixion. Also, Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 44, An hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Well, if most folks think that he died in 30 AD or 33 AD, or sometime in between, he likely died earlier at a time that we think not. Also, the 80-year fig tree generation agrees with the 29 AD crucifixion. And so does the restoration of the walls of Jerusalem and also Daniel's 1290 days and 1335 days prophecy, all pointing us to a 29 AD crucifixion. Now I could be wrong, I'm not dogmatic about this, but there's a lot of evidence pointing towards it being 29 AD.
all of which are pointing us to this time, this year, 2022. As the prophet Hosea said, after two days, we will live in his sight. Now, if God is going by the ancient Enoch calendar of 364 days, which the book of Jubilees also goes by, and so does the Essenes, which were a Jewish religious sect that wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls, we at least have to consider it. And I find it quite interesting that the Dead Sea Scrolls just seemed to reappear one year before Israel became a nation back in 1948. Perhaps God was trying to show us something that was lost in time. I don't think the Dead Sea Scroll discovery was a coincidence. But if God was trying to show us the 364 year calendar, then from the Jewish year of Nisan 1, which in our year would have been the year 29 AD, to May 15th, 16th of this year, 2022, is exactly the 728,003 days, which is staggering. It's exactly 2,000 years and three days. He said in Exodus 19 to be ready for the third day. Well, this is the third day after 2,000 years. And it just so happens to fall on a blood moon that's on the second Passover. And in Proverbs chapter 7, verses 19 through 20, it states, My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home till the full moon. My husband refers to Jesus the bridegroom. A long journey refers to the second Passover. He will not be home till the full moon, which happens on his appointed times, which are his feast days, his Moedim. Blood moons only happen when the moon is full. The second Passover is on a full moon, with the fig tree generation converging and Hosea's two-day prophecy also converging, and both of Daniel's 483 years prophecy and the 1290 days and 1335 days all converging to this time, all of which are pointing to this year, 2022, and most watchmen are looking at either Purim, Passover, Pentecost, the Feast of Trumpets, and they're just skipping over and totally ignoring the second Passover as a high watch day, which to me is just really unbelievable. How can you just skip over an appointed feast day that falls on a blood moon? It fits right in with what Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 44. So you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Most folks watching are not expecting a second Passover rapture. But they're all looking at Feast of Trumpets, Passover, Pentecost, Purim, when the second Passover has not yet been fulfilled. We'll have to wait and see, folks. Thanks for watching. God bless and Maranatha. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.